I want to welcome you to our all new Connect Group material that every group all together we're going to be exploring what we are calling the Jesus way. Being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus and doing what Jesus did. Amazing opportunity. I, I don't know about you but when I think of Jesus typically I don't think of him as a teacher but that's exactly what these earliest followers of Jesus would have thought. They were his disciples. That was a term that was used for those that were following a rabbi. Now, Jesus could have come as anything. He could have come as a king, but he didn't. He chose to come as a teacher, showing people how to live a life. And these followers, these disciples, they watched how Jesus led his life, how he prayed, how he read the scriptures, and they sought to copy him. Now, Jesus is our saviour. He is our healer. He is our king, but he is a teacher. And for those of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus, he's our teacher. We're like his apprentices, learning his ways, learning how to do life as he invites us to. The very word Christian, it was a term that was used by people that saw these groups of people living like Jesus. They saw these people mimicking his life and living like him, and they reminded them of Jesus. And so they called them little Christ, Christian. Before that, the followers of Jesus simply called themselves followers of the way, the Jesus way, walking as he walked, doing as he did. And so that's what we're gonna do together. As we explore the Jesus way, we're gonna look at the life of Jesus and seek to weave that into our life. Now, I don't mean we all need to start living as a homeless single man in first century Israel. That's not what I'm talking about. There's a writer called Dallas Willard who says that to follow Jesus is to become who Jesus would be if he were you. To become like Jesus if he were you. And this is why we're going to spend this next season exploring how Jesus lived his life. What formed his days. How we as his apprentice can learn from him and apply that into our life and how we live our lives and the circumstances and the situations we find ourselves. Apply those same principles, maybe in different ways, different rhythms. But the same principle. See, as one writer puts it, to experience the life of Jesus, we must adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. If we want life and life in all its fullness, maybe we need to lay down our definition and pick up his. His way of doing life. And so we're going to explore what I call spiritual formations. Some call them spiritual rhythms, practices, disciplines. You may know some of these different types of prayer, reading scripture, silence, solitude, fasting. How about celebration and worship? And, and, and fellowship together. Being, doing what we're doing right now, it's a spiritual discipline. Have you ever thought of those as spiritual disciplines? Well, my working definition of a spiritual discipline is, is simply intentional ways of living in order to be like Jesus if he were you. And so fellowshipping together, it's what Jesus did with his followers, with his disciples. So what we're gonna explore this week as we start this exploration is just two verses in Matthew. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, as I want to explore a new rhythm. And it says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I don't know about you, but everything I used to know has been turned upside down. My work, my family, my rest, church, none of it looks like it did only a couple of weeks ago. Every rhythm that I had has been flipped on its head. This global pandemic 
has changed and impacted everyone and how we live our lives. Our whole rhythm has been flipped on its head and disrupted. And for many that can be really unsettling. But I, I can't help but think this also presents us with an opportunity, an opportunity to relook at our lives, who we are, what we do and why we do it, what is important, what were we filling our days with, to explore the rhythms of our life, what we do on a daily basis, what we did on a daily basis before COVID-19 swept across our planet. I sense this is a moment, a gift from Jesus to listen and heed his words in Matthew 11, come to me. Come to me, Jesus says. Not make sure you get to a church service. As good as they are, as important as they are, the spiritual discipline of fellowship, as I've mentioned. Not when you're in trouble, do you pick up your phone and call your friend for their advice, as helpful as that is. But Jesus says, come to me. That's the invitation of chapter 11. Chapter 11 of Matthew is a fascinating moment in the life of Jesus as we see him speaking into what it means to follow him and about what life in the kingdom of God is all about. And what he's saying in Matthew 11 is, it won't look like you think it should look. It won't feel like you think it should feel. It won't be what you want it to be. This is not the dance that you've already created that the kingdom of God has to jump in on. This is a whole new rhythm. You see, for some, they wanted a Messiah to come and it was the Messiah they wanted to come meet their needs. Come and dance to my tune. Perform the miracles that I need. But even that wouldn't have been enough. And Jesus challenges those that are listening to him. Because the kingdom of God requires us to come to Jesus. And verse 28 is like the final plea of Jesus to those who simply wanted him to make their lives better. Who should be the Messiah that they wanted. He's saying to them, come to me. It's both an inclusive and an exclusive invitation. Inclusive because it is to all, even those that are simply walking their own way. Come to me, it's an invitation, be included. But it's exclusive because the implications for those that do is seen in what Jesus goes on to say. Because he says, if you do come to me, you need to take on my yoke and learn from me. They're the words of a teacher. See, this yoke was this large wooden farming implement that was used to hold two animals together as they ploughed a field. Jesus says, take on my yoke, be joined to me, walk with me. How I do life, practically, tangibly, be joined to me, learn from me. You see, that yoke was also a term that was used for a rabbi's teaching, their way of interpreting scripture, but also how they lived that out on a daily basis. It was called the yoke of a rabbi. Take my yoke and learn from me. I love how Eugene Peterson uh, paraphrases these words in the Message Bible. He says, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Look at my life, Jesus says. The journey to the cross, dying to self in order to be raised again. Not the kind of life that perhaps we hoped it would be. The moments of silence and solitude before any significant moment. The prayers that caused his followers to ask, Jesus, will you teach us to pray? Becoming like Jesus as if he were you means we need to lay down our definition of life in the kingdom and pick up his. 
to seek the unforced rhythms of grace. Those practices that initially may seem so hard, but they're a rhythm that pour grace upon grace over our life. Those practices we see in the life of Jesus that gave him the strength, because he was fully man and fully God. And in his humanness, those practices that gave him the strength and the ability to carry out the divine task. This moment of promised rest from Jesus, it requires a change of rhythm. Something we've been gifted with right now. Not in a way that any of us wanted it. But this is where we find ourselves. And I can't help but think there's an invitation from Jesus to come to me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Walk as Jesus walked. Work this life with the sure and certain hope that he is working alongside you. Watch how Jesus lived his life. If Jesus needed moments of silence and solitude, if Jesus stepped into moments of fellowship, if Jesus knew the importance of the scriptures, how much more do we need to understand and intentionally find ways to weave these practices into our life? Being like Jesus if he were us. I want to end with this. There's a story told by a, a devotional writer from the 1950s called Letty Coleman. And she tells this story of a 19th century explorer who'd hired a group of African villagers to provide support for them as they were exploring unmapped parts of Africa. On the first three days of their journey, they covered more ground than they ever thought they would. They, they, they saw more stuff and they were considerably ahead of schedule. The scientist, the explorer, he was so elated. We're going to get to do so much more stuff, get more in and cover more ground. But on the fourth day, he rose and he left his tent. And all the villagers, they were sitting around on the ground refusing to move. They told him that this day they simply intended to sit. Frustrated, looking at them, he wanted them to get on and get up and get on with it. He asked them why. We've come so far. We've done so much in three days. Look how much we could do. So much more. And they simply replied to him and said, we're sitting here and we want to wait for our souls to catch up with our bodies. Wait for our soul to catch up with our bodies. Genesis 2 verse 7 says that God made man from the dust of the ground. It's a play on words that we miss in our English translation because the word Adam, uh, the word man, sorry, is the word Adam. Adam is where we get the word Adam. And from the ground is Adomah. Do you see the link? Adam formed from the ground. We are dust. Genesis then goes on to say that God breathed into them. The word is ruach. It means spirit. See, we are dust and we are spirit. We are physical and spiritual not that one is sacred and the other is secular. Not that the spirit is good, but the body is bad. But we are both body and spirit. And I can't help but think we've had a generation that have been so used to caring for our body, but we've maybe neglected our spirit. But both are in need of care and nourishment. Those African villages, they understood it. We're waiting for our souls to catch up with our bodies. Maybe this is a moment where we can spend some time allowing our soul to catch up with our body and we can listen to the invitation of Jesus in Matthew 11, come to me. Listen to what Jesus says, watch what he does, walk as he walked. Are we sitting back and criticizing about how he's doing that, interrupting, going, hang on a minute, this isn't how I would do it. Why are you doing it like this, Jesus? Or are we simply learning that by listening in humility and acting in obedience, we are brought into a new relationship with the one whom Jesus called Father. Come to me.
all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Church, there's the invitation. Inclusive of all, but exclusive to those who will let go of their way of doing life making it on themselves and seek to walk the Jesus way, being like Jesus if he were you.